0: radio network and now chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher okay I just have a like one question about a story one question that's it the story is a 20 year old man was stung by African killer bees he swallowed 30 of them uh, they he sliced open a hive while trimming a lemon tree all right he was put into a medical coma induced coma he has since uh, woken up and he remains on a ventilator after suffering the stings. His family watched the episode unfold on the ground, couldn't come to his rescue because uh, they would also come under attack. I mean, we've heard of this happening before. We've talked of it happening happening before. It's horrible, horrible. So he was uh, slicing uh, down a lemon tree, trimming it up, sliced into the hive, and they were a little unhappy. a tad they were a tad unhappy these bees that he cut into their hive and you know who can blame somebody starts cutting into your home you're going to be angry as well so the firefighters came and they finally rescued him and he was stung and he looked like he had a a blanket around his head there were so many bees around him and they claim now and he's awake and he should be fine i mean he's going to have a full recover Recovery. Fortunately, I have a GoFundMe set up for him. Uh, you know, I'm sure that he needs the money uh, for recovery. It's not cheap to be in a hospital forever and have uh, have the care that you're getting uh, that he's getting. But the question I have is that they claim that he was stung twenty thousand times. Twenty thousand times. Now, we know he swallowed 30 of them. I can understand how you count those. All right, that was, uh, they were down there. The doctor said, hey, they were in there. They used a suction cup. It took him a couple of days to get them out and figure out where they all were, you know, during all this time. But they claimed that he was stung 20,000 times. I just, I want to know who counted them. I want to know how we know that it was 20,000 stings. it was terrible I mean the guy is lucky to be alive no question Um, and I I don't wish this on anyone well most people I don't wish this on most people however I just all I want to know is how we got to the 20,000 times that's all I want I just want to know just answer my question that's it I want to know who counted them I want to know if it was a guess I want to know if maybe they counted uh, you know, a, a one-by-one-inch square on his body and then just multiplied that out for the size of him. Whatever the case, I just want to know how it was done because 20,000 stings is what they're saying. I just feel like if you were actually stung 20,000 times you would not be alive. But he obviously is, so I guess I'm wrong. Welcome! Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So, even if you've been stung 20,000 times or 10,000 times, you still have an opportunity to live like our man in Cincinnati has. However, uh, we know now that life expectancy has dropped for the second consecutive year. According to a report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the fall is the largest two-year drop in nearly 100 years, brings the United States life expectancy to 76.1 years. That's down from 77.3 in 2020. Oh, okay. Uh, Deaths from COVID-19. 50% 50% and drug overdoses on intentional injuries were 15.9%, which, you know, primarily contributed to the de- decrease. American Indian and Alaskan Native people saw the largest drop with a decrease of uh, 1.9 years to 65.2 and uh, and a 6.5 year drop in 2020. White Americans, <laughs> I hate those white Americans, saw the second highest decline with a decrease of one year to 76.4, followed by black Americans, 0.7 years to 70.8, and Hispanic Americans, uh, 0.2 years to 77.7 years. Asian Americans saw the lowest decline, with only 0.1-year decrease to 83.5. Now, I feel like we talked about Hawaii having the uh, highest life expectancy at one point. Uh, anyway, 807 uh, years of age, while Mississippi uh, had the lowest, seventy-one point nine years of age. I mean, look, I-, I think I think we've it's been going up and up and up forever. We we have more octogenarians than ever, um, or at least you know what I think is more than ever. And so remember, I mean, I feel like seventy-five is the new fifty. Uh, it just seems that way. But if we're going to start dropping, and that's probably, you know, heck, I mean, the economy is starting to hurt a little bit, and, uh, you know, people are having a problem with the medications, and uh, seeing doctors, and it's just kind of, you're getting stung thousands of times, so perhaps your, uh, you know, age uh, is going to drop a little bit. I mean, I remember seeing pictures when I was, you know, a little kid, and, you know, your grandparents... Looked so old and they were like fifty. I <laughs> it's just amazing that uh you know how far we've come. So hopefully that's just not a sign, uh a bad sign. I don't want it to be a bad sign, I want it just to be a kind of you know, an outlier. COVID brought it on, we're gonna we're gonna pick it back up. That's what I want. That's you know what? That's what I'm going to believe. And you can't stop me. So we've got another recall. Uh, I know it's like a recall world and it's, you know, we talk about food shortages. Hello, life expectancy. So we had uh, the frozen pizzas yesterday and we've talked about other recalls that have happened with our food supply. Well, uh, animal crackers. No, not those animal crackers. The Greenwise organic animal crackers sold at Publix stores across the Southeast. I'm a huge fan of Publix. I, I went there a lot, although I worked for their... Competitor win Dixie for many years. Uh, the uh, Tufayan Bakery, the maker of Publix Greenwise Organic Animal Crackers, announced a voluntary recall of a batch of the cookies due to an undeclared tree nut allergen. And you can't have that. You cannot have that. So the product was distributed to public supermarkets in seven states. Uh, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina North Carolina, Virginia and Tennessee so if you have uh, the Greenwise Organic Animal Crackers with an expiration date of February 5th, 2023 uh, and you know they give you a listing of the UPC code uh, 041415120099 uh, That's can be found on the back of the patch uh, it comes in 8 ounce packages it may contain coconut so if you are going to end up <laughs> having convulsions because of coconut you don't want these around all right, don't be eating them so return the product for a full refund or throw it away but i would say you know if you're buying organic animal crackers uh, uh, is coconut really your issue I feel like it's not, but again, I know it's just me. I don't know if it's going to extend your life or not, but 16% of Americans say they currently smoke marijuana, with 48% of the respondents saying that they have tried it at some point in their life. The highest rate ever recorded by Gallup, last year was only 12%, said they had used marijuana. So a majority of people say they smoke marijuana more than cigarettes based on a data from a new Gallup poll. Wow. Uh, Gallup poll finds that uh, marijuana use was higher among adults between 18 and 34, with 30% responding that they smoke pot and 22% consume marijuana edibles. These numbers are significantly lower in both categories for adults 35 to 54 and 16% of Americans 55 and older, or or 35 to 54 is 16%, and it's only 7% with Americans 55 and older. Wow, so a record uh, low of 11% of adults reported smoking cigarettes. I mean, smoking, they've made such a, you're such a pariah smoking now. And and then, you know, okay, can we admit that it's bad for you, bad for your body? Sure, let's go ahead and admit that. most things are right everything in moderation don't you know that stop it so approximately three in ten non-smokers uh, stating they used to smoke a uh, big drop in cigarette use compared to 45 percent in the 1950s yeah I mean they've made it so bad and they've made it so you can't do it anywhere duh uh, <laughs> So this phone interview poll was with 1,013 people, 18 or older, in all 50 states and Washington, D.C. When asked what the effect they thought marijuana had on society, 49% of the respondents said it was positive. 50% said cannabis has negatively impacted society. Wow. 68% of adults think marijuana should be legal. Most adults who have ever tried marijuana believe its effects on users and society as a whole are positive. 72% of the people who have never tried marijuana think it's bad for society. So right now recreational marijuana is legal in 19 states, Washington, D.C., and Guam, while 37 states allow some form of medical marijuana. Six states could vote on the ballot measures legalizing marijuana this coming November. And uh, those, uh, you know, and probably will pass. So they'll join the other 19 states. So just incredible. Uh, You know, marijuana, I, I have no idea. It certainly should not be this horrific crime that we made it into at one point here in this country. And so if you're incarcerated... On marijuana charges, and I I don't know what the number is, so just I'm just talking off the top of my head now to you, uh, you know I don't know what the number is uh, as far as you know selling it and all that kind of stuff. But if you're incarcerated over marijuana charges, that should not happen. Uh, if it's strictly just marijuana charges, that I mean we need to we need to let these people go. Let my people go. Are you speaking? Are you pot now? Yes, that's what I am. I'm. It's been a long time. For me personally, been a long time since I have used marijuana, but uh, you know I'm not opposed to it. And uh, it, I should actually change that. It's been a long time since I've smoked marijuana because I have had some edibles. Somebody gave me some edibles. Where did I get those edibles anyway? And uh, it you know I was I would I think I would rather smoke it if I was going to use it again because I had I loved it. I know, I know. I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying that at the time in my life when marijuana was a big part of it, I, you know, okay, okay, fine. Let's fire it up. Okay. All right. All right. What do you say we go over to the break room? I've got the munchies for some reason. I don't know if they were high or not, but congratulations to Imogen Young and Lloyd Clarkson, both took home the titles for women's and men's title in the World Gravy Wrestling Championships. Yes, I know. I know what you're thinking. Wait, I thought those were canceled. Yeah, that was only due to COVID. Okay, 2020 and 2021. It's back this year, baby. The 12th annual, or it was back, uh, the 12th annual World Gravy Wrestling Championships, uh, which took place (laughs) earlier this week. And, uh, you know, you fight in a pool of gravy with two-minute bouts. I know! It sounds, uh, you know, I don't know, fun. (laughs) It uh, sees competitors wrestle in a pool of gravy for two minutes with points being scored for fancy dress, entertainment value, and wrestling ability. Yay! So, again, congratulations to Emojin Young. Uh, who won the woman's title, and Lloyd Clarkson, who took the men's title. It uh, took place at the Rosen Bowl Pub in Rosendale, Lancher. and uh, the pub restaurant manager, Carol Lowe, said it was amazing to be back, I bet. Basically, she said, uh, I'm sorry, Ms. Lowe said that people come in fancy dress men and ladies, and then they wrestle in gravy and get eliminated as the day goes on. It's very messy. (laughs) That seems to me that it would be fun. It would be fun. But then again, maybe not. I mean, it would be fun to watch. I don't know that it would be fun to wrestle in gravy all day as you keep having two-minute bouts to win. Plus, you're in gravy. Some of the pictures, they're wrestling in this. Well, it looks like nastiness, but it's not. It's gravy. Who doesn't love gravy? Yesterday, we talked about uh, crashes that are spilling food all over the road. You know, we had the Alfredo sauce all over the highway in uh, Memphis. I think we had the tomatoes all over the highway in California. And now we have uh, gummy bears all over the highway in Arkansas. I know Uh, gummies all over the road. Uh, I I don't know how many gummies actually made it to the road because the picture shows them picking up the boxes of candy off the road. So, you know, traffic is obviously backed up and it closed up the interstate, a couple of lanes of the interstate, and they had gummy bears uh, all over the place. But it sent the story is it sent boxes of gummy bears spilling onto the interstate. Not the actual gummy bears people weren't driving over the gummy bears. So, I mean, and that's kind of good, right? And uh, I guess we still can sell them. <laughs> Look for marked uh, Markdown gummy bears at your local uh, store uh, in Arkansas, because I'm sure there oh, these gummy bears were involved in an accident. Do you still want them? Yes, I do. I'll take my chances with the gummy bears that spilled out of the semi-trailer and onto the highway that you picked up and are now reselling to me. Okay? All right. Thank you. Speaking of uh, iron-damaged goods, I see where the uh, Global Dream 2, the world's biggest cruise ship, or it certainly was supposed to be, is set to be sold for scrap metal. Things are going great. Things are going great for the cruise companies. Uh, This uh, company went bankrupt the 1.6 billion dollar vessel built with 20 decks and a water park yeah we're just gonna go ahead and scrap it <laughs> we need the money uh we went bankrupt you we know what we're doing uh we're just gonna go ahead and sell it <laughs> and we're gonna sell for what we can get oh okay weren't you supposed to carry 9,000 passengers and have a cinema and it was the world's yeah yeah, we spent a billion, a little over a billion, but what are you gonna do? We're a German Hong Kong shipbuilding company and uh you know what, we're gonna go bankrupt. So they tried to sell it. Nobody wants it because things are going that well in the uh, cruise line industry. So we're just gonna go ahead and scrap it. Uh, It sucks. Uh, There's no doubt about it. But, uh, I mean, maybe you can get a good deal. Maybe, you know what we need to do? Serious business now. This is just uh, no joke. No joke. What am I, Joe Biden all of a sudden? No joke. Um, Why don't we, instead of scrapping it, why don't we get the UN to buy it and send it over to Pakistan and let people live on it? Until they get done with the flooding, I'm uh, just a thought, is all. Uh, we can call it, uh, you know, the Pakistani Ark, or whatever you want to do. And if that's not enough, if ho- housing nine thousand people or more on this ship in Pakistan for the people that are homeless now because of this once in a lifetime climate change flood, that really isn't. It's just uh, monsoon season. Uh, that. Uh, You know, let them stay on this. There you go. Instead of us giving all this money and cash to have it just be sucked into the black hole of Pakistan, why don't we just... And the black hole of the United Nations. Why don't we just ship it over and take it? We'll take it. We'll take your... We'll take the vessel, and we'll name it a new name, and we'll just let the Pakistanis live on it until the flooding is gone. I mean, I'm just... Thinking out loud here, trying to help the world instead of selling this ocean liner for scrap. I'm just trying to, just trying to help. That's all. I'm just trying to help. I mean, I know the cruise line industry is still kind of reeling from the COVID vaccine, from the pandemic of COVID. I see where uh, Elon has just announced a deal with uh, Royal Caribbean, where he's going to implement SpaceX's Starlink on the cruise lines. So that the, you'll have the fastest broadband internet, innovative broadband internet service on the Royal Caribbean International, the Celebrity Cruises, the Silver Sea Cruises. And I'm sure, and this is just me again, I don't know, but we could ask. I'm sure that Elon would put up uh, you know, slap on a couple of Starlinks on the old <laughs> on the old gold uh, Global dream too. Before it goes to scrap metal. And then that way the Pakistanis can have some internet too. While they're on the ship. I'm telling you this is a good idea. I don't know why no, and, and people aren't thinking of it. But it's a good idea. And it would help save lives. Instead of you saw the pictures. The pictures are horrific. I mean people are suffering over there. Because of the flooding. Buildings are falling down. They're building little tarp houses to live in. Because they've got to have some place to have some kind of shelter. It's It's bad. So, we use the Global Dream 2, and that houses at least 9,000, at least. It was supposed to, they say that it was going to have 9,000 visitors, but that's not counting the workers, right? So, you're looking at, what, maybe 10,000 people that they could house on the uh, Global Dream 2? And then if Royal Caribbean, uh, any of their cruise lines are just sitting there collecting dust, send them over to, it. or we could even use, you know what, we use the Global Dream 2 and... We can ship over some of the yachts that we took from the oligarchs and let them sit out there and let the people live on those too. That'll go over well. I mean, what are we going to do with them? What are we doing with those yachts now? They're just collecting dust. Barnacles growing on the bottom of them. So let's tip them to Pakistan and let people live on them so that they can survive instead of dumping cash into the black hole of the UN. You're welcome. You are welcome. For those of you listening live, today is the 1st of September, 2022. 50 years ago, 50 years ago, this day, September 1st, 1972, the match of the century happened. American chess grandmaster Bobby Fischer defeats Russian Boris Spassky for the World Chess Championship. In Reykjavik, Iceland, I know it was awesome, and it still is awesome. So it was the most publicized title match ever. Bobby was 29 at the time. Um, he was—I mean, he's Bobby Fisher. If you don't know who Bobby Fisher is, look it up. He's uh, the chess king of the world, and uh, he—you know—I I mean, movies, songs, books, all of it. Uh, you know, and he had his—you uh, know. What made him great was that he was arrogant and demanding, and you know, whacked out of his mind chess champion. That's what made him great. He, uh, the whole match was, you know, politically motivated. Kind of, it was against the Soviets, and he had already accused the Soviets of rigging rigging the tournament. And he did. He said, uh, uh, you know, it's really the free world against the lying, cheating, hypocritical Russians. <laughs> he said they always suggest that world leaders should fight it out hand to hand that's the kind of thing we're doing okay nice now he was while it was the you know Americans against the Russians the nasty the, uh, lying cheating and hypocritical Russians he still was an American and wanted money and he wanted more money and he wanted a cut of TV and the film rights uh, yeah uh, I was a little bit ahead of his time for that and he should have gotten it but he didn't show up to the opening ceremony. He was like, eh, no, I'm gonna hold out. No, I want more money." So they doubled the prize purse. They had uh, some British billionaire, this Jim Slater, doubled the prize purse. And it's been said that Henry Kissinger, who was the National Security Assistant for President Nixon at the time, uh, gave him a call and said, uh, "Hey, Americans want you to go over there to beat the Russians." You know, he may have said a few other things than that. <laughs> but he went over and he was awesome. The uh, the billionaire uh, said that uh, I'm not worried about everybody thinks that Bobby Fischer is graceless, rude, and insane. I don't care about that. I did it because uh, he was going to challenge the Russian supremacy. And it was good for chess. And he was right. Because uh, it was. So, Fisher won $156,250 for the feat. The Grandmaster Spassky earned uh, 93000 And then Fisher lost the world title by forfeit in 75 when he refused to play against uh, the Russian in Manila after the competition's governing body failed to meet his demands. Yeah, he asked for more stuff. And they were like, no, we're not going to give it to you. And he was like, well, well fine, I'm not coming. Screw off. Oh, you're the world champion. Everyone knows I'm the world champion. Okay. All right. (laughs) And then he disappeared. Then he reappeared for a match against Spassky again in 1992. He won. And that was, uh, it was held in uh, Yugoslavia under uh, a United Nations embargo at the time. So of course that led to conflict with all the governments and his participation and then uh, he was granted an Icelandic passport and citizenship. And so that's where he lived uh, when he died in 2008 of uh, kidney failure. So amazing, uh, amazing story and an amazing life. Bobby Fisher. one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Searching for Bobby Fisher, and it really doesn't have anything to do with Bobby Fischer except that that's the title. And it's about the chess prodigy Josh Waitzkin and uh, the title is Searching for Bobby Fischer and I I love that movie so much. And Joe Montana, Ben Kingsley, uh, Max Pamrock it's really a cool. If you have not seen Searching for Bobby Fischer, I mean it came out in like 1993. <laughs> but it is really really it's one of my favorite movies of all time i think it's one it's up there there's a lot of movies i mean there's a number of movies that are really really good and really really funny but this movie is probably one of my favorites it's uh i enjoy the heck out of it in fact i may have to watch it again very very soon so those of you listening in california uh, i hope everything is okay i know we went through this here in texas for a brief period of time where they were asking us to voluntarily conserve energy because they were concerned about the power grid going off. And it's not fun, but uh, they asked uh, people, they issued a statewide flex alert, and they asked people to set your thermostats to 78 or higher, avoid using large appliances, and also charging electric vehicles. And, oh yeah, don't forget to turn off unnecessary lights. So there you have it. I mean, this is happening all over the country at a time when they're telling us that we need to do more for the environment by using more electricity, not run by coal. Oh, okay. So I thought power just came from the little magic box on the wall. I I guess not. I guess not. And sad news out of Texas. (laughs) I know. Well, it could be still happy news. It might not all be sad. Um, Ten years ago, a company uh, that went by the name of Texas Central High-Speed Railway announced plans for a bullet train that would take passengers from Dallas to Houston in 90 minutes. Trains would be running up to 205 miles per hour by a 2020. Uh, except uh, it's 2022, and it is not happening. <laughs> so, uh, and this is, and this is, you know, how sad is it when, when they in the story they talk about well, this is when Vice President then Vice President Joe Biden told the Dallas crowd, "You're going to lead this country into an entirely new era of transportation." Um, excuse me, Mister vice president president um an era of new transportation is not a train but hey what do i know so apparently uh, they've had a bunch of people leave like uh, leadership people oh uh, yeah i'm out we're done have a nice day <laughs> take care i'm out so they even got a ruling uh, earlier this year by a judge that said that texas central could use eminent domain for its high profile project so they allowed they're saying yeah go ahead ah eh, people won't get out of your way just move them oh wait what yeah i mean nothing says texas like your land isn't your land it's unbelievable but they got the news and the board had already disbanded the ceo and president had resigned the original timeline is shot and land acquisition is down to almost nothing now. So very sad, very sad news that the train between Dallas and Houston, that's going to be you know take ninety minutes to travel there and go two hundred miles an hour, is not going to be up and running because oh that might sounds familiar. There's so many of these train companies, train corporations, trailblazing the future. And they spend way too much money on land. There's so much fraud, so much collusion. And then they just close down. Almost sounds like something that happened in California. Oh, my gosh, it was. And so now we're. this is almost going to go with good. Goodbye. Have a nice day. We're not going to use it. I mean, we might hop on it. And, Let's go to Houston. It'll be fun. We'll take the train. And then what are you going to do when you get to Houston? Walk around in 100-degree weather, sweat, and you don't have a vehicle, so then you're going to just stay close to the train station, wherever that lets you out, and then hop back on the return train and travel back to Dallas. Uh, or it's people in Houston will come to Dallas and do the same thing. It's just dumb. Dumb. I mean, I don't believe that we have the desire to go between Dallas and Houston in 90 minutes on a bullet train. It's not called the bullet train. It's just a fast-running train at 200 miles per hour. And and make money. I mean, we have plenty of trains going up in this neck of the woods from the airport to the cities. And you know who rides them? Nobody. Now, that might change as gas prices and uh, other things start to happen uh, around the country that affect people's travel, the ways of travel. But uh, as of right now, nobody... Well, good news, the FDA has cleared the new boosters without uh, the complete data from human trials. We knew that was coming. And uh, that's it's now one of those normal things, just like the flu shot. Uh, it's the first time it's been done for COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, the FDA has relied on data from mouse trials. We talked about that the other day. Plus, uh, yeah, we used uh, human data from uh, the humans that we gave it to originally. That's all. So they're out. It's good to go. today... Uh, the CDC uh, is going to have their advisory panel weigh in on whether to issue their own recommendation to clear the shots. I wonder what they'll decide. I wonder what they'll decide. Then, uh, you know, of course, the CDC director makes the final call. I wonder what they'll decide. I wonder what they'll decide. Ugh. So they're going to start shipping the doses out. Uh, the goal is to get the you know get it out there, and get people boosted at the pharmacies and the doctor's offices. Yay! I mean, good luck, good luck, because I feel like uh, it's not going to happen—not uh, the percentages that you want. I mean, we've got uh, mandates and lockdowns long gone. Uh, the you know the CDC and the FDA have definitely lost their pandemic grip. There's no doubt about that. And so Americans are like, uh, i tell you what, uh, you know for years how we decided our own fate on our health and what we did. (laughs) We're going to go back to that because we got really sick of you telling us what to do. So we're not going to do it anymore. How about that? (laughs) What do you got to say to that? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I know our great president is speaking tonight. If you're listening live, it is the I said earlier, it's the 1st of September, uh, 2022, and the President of the United States, Joseph Robinette Biden, is going to be speaking tonight on how, how our rights are being lost. He won't remind everyone that it's because of him, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just silly of me to think like that. Oh, did you see where uh, the wing closes all locations this really could be a who died today who died today the wing you remember the wing the all-female club network known for its feminist themed marketing and millennial pink walls uh yeah it uh, it emailed members uh, the other night that uh yeah we're gonna it's a permanent shutdown uh, i know we've got six remaining locations open but not anymore uh we're closed Wait, what? Yeah, uh, we're done. So, so much for the Feminist Boys Club. Uh, you know, I mean, it cost 95 to $300 a month to be part of the Wing Club. Wow. So it was purchased. Uh, remember the CEO uh, left under racism charges or whatever. So it was purchased by uh, Office Space Company. IWG, BLC or whatever it's IWG, uh they have the majority stake in the Wing. And so the people that work for Wing or the people that are left working for Wing uh, I guess can take uh other positions with office space. So maybe they didn't lose their jobs, that's great. That's good. I don't want people to lose their jobs, but I just find it interesting that the Women's Club uh couldn't hang on i know i know blame it on the pandemic okay so it opened up in 2016 so uh rest in peace the wing six years old <laughs> dead at six years old <laughs> so we started out uh, talking uh, earlier in the show about life expectancy and then i see this uh, list uh, goals before the age of 30 And there's a 30 goals that you need to achieve before the age of 30 build an emergency fund side hustle at a thousand dollars a month, invest in retirement, exercise daily, read 10 books a year, create a legit budget, get a credit card, pay off credit card, find true friends, true friends, eat healthier food, save for large purchase, buy your first home, take a big risk, start an online business. Learn how to code, uh, fail and learn from it. Have a relationship, college degree or similar. Uh, pat, pat off student loan pay. That's a, a, a misprint in this. In this thing is agonizing. Pay off student loan. Buy your first car. Build your website. Learn a foreign language. Share your knowledge. Write an ebook. Volunteer your time. Learn how to cook. Improve your credit score. Save $1,000 a month. Find your true passion. Travel to five countries. So, 30 goals before the age of 30. <laughs> okay. Hey, good luck. Man, I hope I can pull that off. I'll tell you that. And as long as we're doing lists... Uh, let's go with uh, the average American has only been to five of these places Okay, the average American has only been to five of these places and I'm I'm just assuming that this is true because that's what it says here and I got it online Uh, Statue of Liberty, Grand Canyon Walt Disney World Zion National Park Space Needle, Hollywood Sign Las Vegas Strip Times Square, Yellowstone Everglades Pikes Peak, Chicago River, Washington Monument, Mount Rushmore, French Quarter, Golden Gate Bridge, Riverwalk, Niagara Falls, Mall of America, Gateway Arch, Empire State Building, Road to Hannah, Fort Sumner, At the Alamo, Wright Brothers Memorial, The White House, Yosemite National Park, Liberty Bell, Central Park, South Beach, Arlington Cemetery, St. Augustine, Lake Tahoe, Alcatraz. You know, the average American has only been to five of those places. Wow. That's if that's true, you need to get out a little bit. Do get your 30 for 30 goals and then get out a little bit. Okay? That's my that's my tip for you on life today. Get your 30 for 30 goals and then get out a little bit. You're welcome.